Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, I'm going to be going over my best early round draft strategy for fantasy football in 2020. I'm going to be overall talking about the whole first couple of rounds of fantasy football drafts, going over how I feel about them, going over how I go about drafting in the early rounds of the draft, and in my opinion, what the best strategy and best plan of attack is to try to win that 2020 fantasy football championship from the picks in the early rounds of the draft. So before I get into it, I just wanted to let you guys know that if you do end up enjoying this video, to please click that subscribe button. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. This is going to be the first video of three that is coming out today, so please make sure that you guys go ahead and click that subscribe button down below. Also, check out my Patreon for my draft guide. It has all the rankings on there, some information that might help you guys even further win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So we are going to be doing a mock draft just for the couple early rounds of the draft and I'm gonna go ahead and go over all the picks and talk about how I feel about the draft and how I feel like you guys should go ahead and try to draft in 2020 now there's no real good idea in going into the draft with one set strategy like go and say oh I want to do this in the early rounds I want to do that in the early rounds I want to do this in the late rounds I want to do that in the late rounds uh that or the other thing you know what I'm saying you don't want to be stuck in a set strategy because then you're putting yourself into a box where you have to make those moves and you're really missing out on the value of the pick some of the players just won't be as good say you're like I need to get a running back in the first round and we are going to pick from pick eight in this mock draft seven goes in a row then maybe you don't want to pick the running back there at eight because you feel like the value of Michael Thomas at eight is too strong you want to make sure that you go in there with an open mind but overall this is just a strategy that I feel is very good if all the cards align and I find it that it does happen a lot in these drafts so like I said we're going to do a mock draft here of the first couple of rounds so that I can help you guys really solidify this early round draft strategy this is a 12 team mock draft half PPR and we are drafting from pick eight one quarterback two running backs two wideouts a tight end flex kicker defense and six bench spots we're going to be drafting up against the composite ADP Yahoo sports ADP Fantrax ADP and composite positive best ball ADP to get the best idea of how the first couple of rounds going to do we're going to do the first four rounds of the draft since I think that is what you would consider the early rounds of your fantasy football draft but before we can get into the strategy of our pick we're gonna have to obviously read off what happened before our pick of the draft so looking at the draft board Chris McCaffrey Saquon Barkley Ezekiel Elliott Derrick Henry Michael Thomas Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook come off the board now my overall strategy in the first round is to load up on running backs my strategy of the first three rounds of the draft is to get two running backs out of the first three rounds now obviously like I said if the value is not there you're gonna have to go ahead and fade away from that strategy you're gonna want to go ahead and go wide receiver maybe in the second round or maybe go wide receiver in the first round if you feel like the value is there maybe even tight end. So you don't want to go ahead and be stuck with one given strategy, but that's personally the strategy that I like to attack in most leagues. Obviously, analyzing these picks, nothing too out of the ordinary. Personally, I would rather wait on Michael Thomas around pick six or seven, but that's just how I play because I really like to load up on the running back since the running back core is very sat or not very saturated at all. There's a couple of running backs in the first two, three rounds that are going to be very good, but then after that, it becomes more and more of a crapshoot as the draft unfolds, whereas at the wide receiver position, it is very, very deep, and I think that you guys can afford to wait later into the draft to go ahead and select your wide receiver one or two whereas if you miss out in the first couple of rounds on a running back typically your team really takes a hit in comparison to looking at the other teams at the running back course so now it's time to make our pick here so like I said my ideal strategy is to draft two running backs in the first three rounds and that's exactly what we are going to try to do as long as the draft allows us to do this 
Now, at our pick here, you can really go anywhere at the running back position. It's really the pick of the litter. Sure, a bunch of guys have already came off the board because only one wide receiver has came off the board, but that's going to be very typical for the first two rounds of the draft. They're going to be very heavily dominated by the running back position. That's why I kind of prefer to pick towards the end of the first round since I feel like I know for a fact that I'm going to be getting two star-studded running backs that I feel like can be the anchor points of my team, the focal point that is going to be hitting the other teams with the 1-2 Mayweather on a weekly basis. So that's why I try to load up on running backs early right there. And I like picking in the back spot for that because if you pick one, two, or three of the draft, it is much harder to get that ideal running back in the second round. That's why I say don't come into the draft with that strategy that you need to draft two running backs because it may just not happen. But that just needs to be in the back of your mind as something you might want to do and is my personal rule of thumb of most drafts. So here it's really the pick of the order. Like I said, you can go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the eighth pick. I've seen him go higher than that. I've seen him go as high as like the fourth, fifth pick. So don't feel bad picking him here. I think he is going to be outstanding this season. So you can pick him here. I prefer Joe Mixon. There's Miles Sanders still available. Kenyon Drake, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. All guys that I could see people picking at the eighth pick here. So I'm not going to go ahead and do like some type of insane breakdown here. I have Joe Mixon ranked the highest. You could have picked any of those guys and I would not be mad except for probably Miles Sanders. I just really don't understand picking him there now that he's week to week. Kenyon Drake is in a walking boot right now. So that is obviously also something to note. So probably both both of those guys would be off the board for me. It's either Mixon or CEH here. Maybe Chubb, maybe Jacobs. You really go anyway. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon running back of the Cincinnati Bengals. I see a whole lot of upside in him this year, especially since they're trying to say that they're going to be using him more in the pass catching game, which is obviously something that has hurt Mixon in the past since he wasn't heavily involved in the pass catching game. And I think if he becomes a pass catcher in 2020, we could really see jo uh, Joe Mixon get even further elevated for his fantasy point total when it comes to the end of the season. So looking at the draft board after we went with Joe Mixon. CEH came after, followed by David, or not David Adams, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake, Julio Jones, and Miles Sanders to close off the first picks before it is our pick. Now, obviously, here in the back of the draft is where you're going to see people utilize this strategy of zero running back and zero wide receiver, which I may end up making a video about just before everyone's draft season end up really kicking off. People are really probably going to start drafting this week. So we could see C.H. Miles Sanders to the same team. C.H. and Miles Sanders, that's the zero wide receiver. They went with two running backs to start. Devontae Adams, then Julio Jones, that's zero wide or zero running back. They go two wide receivers to start. Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, obviously, same thing as C.H. and Miles Sanders, and Hill and Hopkins to start the draft same thing as going Adams and Julio Jones that's something you are going to see in a lot of leagues since you're at that turn pick you can solidify two good running backs or two good wide receivers so that's something that a lot of people try to do towards the back of the first round and like I said I try to load up on those running backs early so that's a strategy that I kind of abide by in most leagues so looking at the cheat sheet right now of the players still available at the running back position right now it is Mr. Josh Jacobs Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones are in the highest tier of running back to me it's Eckler or Jacobs here at this pick. There are great wide receivers available. Still Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Al Robinson, Mike Evans. But I just personally believe in the third round, a good enough wide receiver will fall to me where the value at the running back position right now is at its max. It is really going to fall off right here after these two running backs. So in my opinion, not going a running back here, it would be a stupid fucking thing to do if we went ahead and avoided the position, since I think that it's the most important position in fantasy football. In real life, the most important position is the quarterback, but in fantasy football, that is just not true. That is why you typically see me avoid quarterback in the first couple of rounds of the draft. Now, we are going to be seeing Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson come off very soon within the next round, probably in this round, the second round, or in the third round. You typically never see them fall out of the fourth round. Same thing goes with 
with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, but in a 12-team draft, I just personally don't believe in drafting a tight end in the second or third round. Sure, you can go ahead and do it because they are going to be extreme values at that position because they're so much better than the rest of the competition, but I think if you can find a guy later in the draft, it just makes your team overall look much better than wasting an earlier round pick on the position when you're really losing value on the top-tier running backs and top-tier wide receivers. So we are going to go ahead and go running back here. It's between Josh Jacobs or Austin Eckler. Now they bring in Theo Riddick to the Las Vegas Raiders. So obviously that could hurt Josh Jacobs' pass catching work. Now I tweeted out rip Josh Jacobs. It was more of a joke. He'll probably be absolutely fine. Just may not catch as many passes as we, we perceived. And I have Joe Mixon already. So you could really go either way here to start off your running backs with Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, or Austin Eckler. Or it could be someone completely different there at the eighth pick. It was really based upon what you guys thought. So here I'm going to go ahead and snag Mr. Josh Jacobs. He's my second highest ranked running back. But don't murder me in the comments because I understand the love for Eckler. And I personally do believe that Austin Eckler will be a top 10 back as well. I just have Josh Jacobs ranked slightly higher, so that's who I was going to go with at that pick. Now, just like I said, the top two quarterbacks and the top two tight ends have came off the board in the second or third round. I was not sure where it was. It was the second round. So after we went with Josh Jacobs, we can see Chris Godwin come off the board, followed by Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Austin Eckler, Pat Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. So neither of the top tier at that quarterback and tight end position ended up falling into the third round. Typically, like I said, you're really going to see it in the second or third round in most leagues. You never see them really escape that third round threshold after that is Kent to begin the third round Kenny Galladay Odell Beckham Jr. Allen Robinson Mike Evans Todd Gurley Adam Thielen and Amari Cooper like I said at the beginning of the video, the first two rounds of the draft are heavily dominated by the running back, which came true. We can see way more blue than orange here. We see in the first two rounds, one, two, three, four, five, six wide receivers come off the board. In the third round, six total wide receivers came off the board. So the same amount in the first two rounds, that's 24 picks came off in the first seven of the third round. That's because people load up on the running backs early, then they start to get the wide receivers later since the wide receiver value is so good. So that's why you're going to be seeing that happen in most leagues where the first two rounds are really heavily dominated by running back and the next couple of rounds are really going to be a wide receiver fucking frenzy. So now it's time to make our pick. Now, this is really where you have to decide if you want to go ahead and hop aboard, all aboard the three running back train, or if you want to go ahead with the two running back and one wide receiver approach in the first three rounds. Obviously, things are going to have to roll your way so that these certain players are still available and so that you were able to get two running backs without feeling like you had to reach and get one. But in this scenario, you could really go either way. I have preached that the three running back strategy is actually an excellent start because if you go three running backs off the rip, you can really load up on wide receivers. Maybe you draft three or four in a row in the next upcoming round, and that really helps your team. Since you can go ahead and cycle those wide receivers in and out of your roster, and then those running backs are the staples of your roster. They are in your running back one, your running back two spot, and your flex spot, so that could really help out your team. But here, the wide receiver value is also very strong with DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, I personally do not like, Robert Woods, AJ Brown, who I'm not too high on, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, so there's a lot of players still available at that position, and the running back position really starts to fall off fast, if you guys have noticed. Chris Carson is a very safe running back that you can find in the third or fourth round. Leonard Fournette, a lot of people hate when I pick Leonard Fournette.
And that's probably because, sure, he's on a bad team, but they haven't given him a contract. They're going to run this motherfucker into the dirt. So I don't really see why people are against drafting Leonard Fournette. They're still going to run the ball even if their defense is absolutely ass cheeks. If they're getting stapled by the defense or by the opposing offense, it's not even going to matter because last year they were still running the ball a lot. So I would not be opposed to drafting Leonard Fournette here. But personally, I think that the, the best strategy here would be to go wide receiver. I think I can find a nice running back three in the fourth or fifth round. And I think I can get a wide receiver here that has top five potential. And that is DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers going that wide receiver here. I just feel that the value is outstanding. I would happily take DJ Moore in the early third round. I was earlier in the season or in the offseason. I was taking him in the second round due to how much I fucking love DJ Moore. And he is just falling back for no reason. They lose Kyle Allen, obviously, at the quarterback position. He goes over there to Washington with Riverboat Ron. And they bring in Teddy Bridgewater, a guy who is going to heavily dominate the, or not really dominate, but he's going to be just much better, in my opinion, than what we saw Kyle Allen be last season. I think Matt Rule brings in a system there in Carolina that is like what we saw Teddy Bridgewater dominate with in a New Orleans Saints uniform last season. And what is that? That is the system of giving it to either the running back or the wide receiver one. You either dump it off to McCaffrey, you hand it to McCaffrey, or you throw it to DJ Moore. In uh, the Saints uniform, obviously, Teddy B's job was to hand it to Kamara, pass it to Kamara, or throw it to Michael Thomas. It makes a very simple system, and with guys that are dominant at their position, that are top players at their position, it really works out well. I think that DJ Moore is a very talented wide receiver, and I could really see him exceeding past what he put up last year even with the numbers that he did last year with it not as good of a quarterback so I think that DJ Moore is going to have an excellent season in 2020 and that is personally my pick at the 308 so now we're going to analyze what happens in the fourth round I think we're going to do the fifth round as well of the draft to close out the early rounds of the draft I don't know some people consider the first four rounds the early rounds some people consider the first five rounds I'm not really uh trying to make statement during the first five rounds. I have no idea what most people would consider. I personally think the first five rounds are the early rounds of the draft. So after we went with DJ Moore, Leonard Fournette came off the board, followed by Maki, Mark Andrews, Melvin Gordon, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Carson, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, and Calvin Ridley. Now, understand how no quarterbacks, or you can see that no quarterbacks have came off the board after Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. So here in the fourth round, there is great value at the quarterback position, and you could go ahead and pick maybe a Dak Prescott, maybe a Kyler Murray, whoever you personally believe is the quarterback three. But in my opinion, I would much rather wait on the position until the later rounds. Now, obviously, we're not going to get to that in this video, but I do other videos, obviously, mock drafts that are much longer. I just wanted to give a more in-depth look at the first couple of rounds here in this video, so I personally prefer to wait. Mark Andrews comes in the third round. Typically, Andrews goes about a round to a round and a half after we see Kelsey and Kittle come off the board. While to most people, they might feel that Kelsey and Kittle are locked in to be the one and two guy. Either way you see it, maybe you see Kelsey as one, maybe you see Kittle as one. That doesn't really matter. But I personally believe Mark Andrews has the potential to be the number one tight end in fantasy football due to the fact that he's on one of the most high octane offenses, one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL, and I personally believe they're going to have to throw the ball more in 2020, which is obviously going to elevate Mark Andrews' game. And Mark Andrews is literally Lamar Jackson's favorite wide receiver, and he's a fucking tight end. Now, if we went DJ Moore, obviously, I think I read that off already. Leonard Fournette, Mark Andrews, uh, Melvin Gordon, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chris Carson, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, and Calvin Ridley all came off the board. So, the running back core has kind of been decimated due to the fact that three came off the board after our pick, but that doesn't mean that there's not a couple of guys, some diamonds in the rough that you could pick here, or you can go ahead and pivot to the wide receiver position. I believe if you draft a wide receiver here, you have to go running back in the next round, and if you draft a running back here, you have to go wide receiver in the next round. I believe I said that correctly. Right here, you go wide receiver, next 
next round's running back. If you go running back here, next round's wide receiver to fill out that roster. And just understand that after this round, if we end up drafting uh, in the fourth and fifth round a wide receiver and a running back, which we're going to end up doing, you don't have to fill out quarterback, tight end, defensive kicker next. You want to make sure that you move on to the bench. Now, the more experienced players who watch my videos all the fucking time, they obviously know that. But if you're newer to fantasy football, make sure that you understand that you don't have to fill out those spots you can fill out the bench. I just want to let you guys know. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. Now, my fourth round selection and my thought process is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Use code Notorious at checkout for 20% off as well as free shipping. They have the greatest shaving machine that I have ever seen in my life, the Lawn Mower 3.0. That thing makes your family jewels look A1, absolutely fuego. So please make sure to check that out. And you know what else is going to be fuego? This goddamn pick and that is going to be my fourth pick of the draft and we are looking here like I said at running back or wide receiver I think that I will happily find a flex here in the fifth round of the draft I just think that any of those guys are going to be there that could be there maybe Le'Veon Bell might be there David Montgomery maybe Jonathan Taylor but here the wide receiver position right here another guy that I feel could be top 12 we could have two top 12 running backs, two top 12 wide receivers, in my opinion, on the team. So we're going to go ahead and go wide receiver and draft Robert Woods of the LA Rams. I think Bobby Trees is going to have an excellent season yet again in 2020. We really started to see him elevate his game and play much better once they committed to the two tight end set over there in LA after their bye week. And I, I think that's what we're going to be seeing all season long from the Rams, where Cooper Cup kind of disappeared. Robert Woods really started balling out. So I think Robert Woods is an excellent pick in the fourth round and an excellent guy who could score and be one of those top 12 wide receivers. So now we are obviously going to draft Robert Woods, and then we're going to see what we're going to be doing in the fifth round here, and then we are going to close out the video. I hope you guys have enjoyed thus far. So looking at the picks after we went ahead and selected Robert Woods at that pick, we can see that a lot of quarterbacks have came off the board. Now, not a lot, but a couple have came off the board. So after we went with Bobby Trees, Zach Ertz came off the board, followed by James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, Tyler Lockett, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Cortland Sutton, Le'Veon Bell, Terry McLaurin, DJ Chark, David Montgomery, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, and Keenan Allen. There was about a three-round separation after Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes to get to Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. Now, the next couple quarterbacks off the board after those guys are really just undecided. It's different in every single draft. I've seen Tom Brady maybe get picked there in some leagues. I've seen Dak Prescott. I've seen Kyler Murray be there. I've seen Deshaun Watson. It's really different or depending on who is in your league and how they value the quarterback position. So that's something that is important to note. So now it's time to either go running back or wide receiver here. I think a lot of the running backs have gone into to the point where I don't really want to reach up on the running back position. That's what I said. You can't really go into the draft with a set draft strategy. I wanted to get a running back in the next round. They're not here, so I'm not going to go ahead and reach and pick a guy like Devin Singletary, who I personally don't believe is going to be all that good, or Raheem Mostert. So now I'm going to wait till the sixth round and snag a guy like James White, a guy like Cam Akers, a guy like Ronald Jones, who I think also has top 20, top 15 running back potential, and pick them. But I'm not going to go ahead and reach up there just because I said that I wanted to do that. That's what you got to make sure that you do. Get your own strategy out of your head and make sure that you draft based upon value. That is the most important thing of this video, to not put yourself in a box and make sure you draft knowing that you're not reaching at the position. Drafting based on value pretty much means just not reaching a whole fucking round to draft someone just because you feel like 
you need the position. So that's why you supposedly are trying to draft the running back position early so that you're not having to reach later in the draft on the position. So now we're going to go ahead and go wide receiver. I think that's our best option here. You could go quarterback. You obviously could go tight end. But my favorite tight end in the earlier kind of rounds is Mark Andrews, and he's already gone. I don't expect him to get past the third or fourth round in any single league. So in the fifth round, obviously, it would be a huge ask for him. But at wide receiver, there is one clear name here of a guy that I think is going to really emerge in his sophomore season in the NFL, and that is Decaf Metcalf, DK Metcalf of the Seattle Seahawks. This guy went from being the laughing stock of the combine because his three-cone drill was as slow as your fucking grandmother's to being one of the best rookie wide receivers in the NFL last season. Now, DK Metcalf has that build of an absolute fucking monster. This guy looks like the Hulkster. He looks like the Green Hulk, the guy that's in the fucking Marvel movies. That's how big this guy is. And he's obviously on a team that was very run-heavy. So it was unsure of how DK Metcalf was going to fit into this offense. Would he be able to potentially get over 1,000 yards? Now, he did not get over 1,000 yards, but I would not be surprised in 2020 if both him and Lockett pass that 1,000 and yard mark even on a run heavy type of team Russell Wilson is a very very accurate passer and when he gets the call to throw the goddamn ball you know that shit is going to be on the money and it's easy to be on the money when you have this six foot whatever fucking huge ass man in DK Metcalf who's going to go down and get the ball every single time now DK Metcalf was judged out of college for oh he can't run these routes he's only really going to be a guy that can just run deep down the field he can't cut he can't do this he can't do that but it turns out DK Metcalf actually is able to do a lot of those things and has a much better route tree than most people believed he would out of Ole Miss so I think that DK Metcalf is worthy of a fifth round pick and I think that DK Metcalf is really going to tear it up again in 2020 in his sophomore season so he would be my pick here to close out the early rounds of the draft so let me know what you guys thought about my early round draft strategy. I will put up the draft board here so you can go ahead and look at it. And my team over here, obviously, picks went after me. I'm not going to go over that since we're into the sixth round, and that's really the middle rounds of the draft. So thank you guys all for watching. Let me know what your guys' early round draft strategy is, what your preferred early round draft strategy is, and if you think this might be the best draft strategy for fantasy football in 2020. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I hope to see you guys later with another video today coming out at 1 o'clock. I love each and every single one of you guys. That's 1-E-S-T. Make sure you guys have a great rest of your guys day check out manscaped code notorious at checkout for 20 percent off as well as free shipping also check out the patreon for my draft guide i love you all have a great rest of your guys day and i'll see you motherfuckers later goodbye